Welcome to our Christmas Eve virtual service. I hope you're enjoying it from the comfort of your own home with your family. Uh, we just want to extend a Merry Christmas to everybody watching today. So if you will, turn your copy of God's Word to Luke chapter 2, verse 8. We're actually continuing our series called The Christmas Story. If you've been tracking with us, what we've been doing is we've been looking at a different character each week in The Christmas Story, um, and Sunday was the birth of Christ. Today, we're going to look at the shepherds. Now, I don't know about you, but probably my time of the year I don't like the most. It's not July when it's hot. You know what it is? It's actually January, and it's February. Why? Because the lights come down for Christmas. Uh, it's just cold. The grass is brown. The trees have no leaves, and it's not very exciting. I love the magic of Christmas. I just love it. Uh, since a child, I've been like that. And you probably feel the same way too. Like there's just certain, sometime in February, you're just ready for spring to get here. Why? Because there's nothing really to look forward to. Well, when you look at the story of the shepherds, I want to highlight something to you that you may not notice. Because many of us, when we look at the story of Christmas, the narrative, the historic events of Christmas, we focus on these events like Mary, you know, she had the angel show up and Joseph had an angel show up and Mary had, you know, Jesus and people are all bringing gifts and it seems so exciting. And even the shepherds, they have angels show up to them and the angels are talking to them about the gospel and you got to go, you know, share the birth of Christ and that is really confirming. But we miss something very important in their life. See, what happens in their life is what happens in ours. I want to highlight that today, but look in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Luke writes, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. Now look at the next verse here. He says, For they were terrified. Now, a couple of things you have to understand about this. Number one, Shepherds were not the most likely people that God would have chosen because they could not be ceremonially clean to be able to worship in the Jewish temple. And so they were considered unclean by the Jewish religious leaders. They themselves probably thought unworthy that God would never want them to do anything, that they would not be worthy to be used by God. I love this because God shows up to them. And that's the story of Christmas. It's not that God uses the most likely people. He didn't use Jewish religious leaders. He used shepherds who the Jewish religious leaders thought were unholy. So they were terrified, number one, maybe because of that. Number two, can I just tell you that when you look at scripture and they talk about angels, and if you ever see somebody say, I saw an angel show up and it had wings and it was just so pretty. That's probably not the case. Like angels were terrifying creatures to anybody who saw them in scripture. So they were terrified. But look what happens. It says, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize, recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in snuggly strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, can I just say this? I'm going to ruin Christmas for you. Angels don't sing. We never see, like, it, never do you see the angels sing. We think angels show up, you know, hark the herald, the angels sing that we, we sing. I love that song. They just don't sing. They say. I don't know why. Maybe they're not good at singing. Um, maybe they're like many of us 
who wish we were. Uh, but they were saying this, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to, heavens, uh, to, uh, turned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. This is very important. They were carried with a man, or charged with a mandate to carry this message about Jesus. And it says, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. One more time. The shepherds went back to their flocks. See, many times we love the sensational in life, right? Like, like we love the magic of Christmas, opening the gifts, and, and those events are very important in our life. But we often have to realize that January and February will come for everybody. That happens to all of us. That happened for the shepherds. See, we miss the fact that they returned to their flocks. There was no more angels saying, There was no one, you know, encouraging them. They were back with dirty sheep once again doing that. See, experiences in our life are important. Worship on Sundays is important. But can I tell you something? The most important thing is not that you're getting goosebumps on a Sunday. That doesn't transform you. Most important thing are not the great women's conference you went to or the men's conference. And many times we think those things in life are what really are important and what transform us. But you got to realize something. It's the Januaries and the Februaries of life, right? you got to realize it's when the angels leave. We are never told that the angels visit the shepherds again. We're never told that they get more visitations and more visitations and more goosebumps. They had this one experience. And then the rest of their life, what did they do? They tended sheep. Think about Mary. Yeah, the angel showed up. But we have no, no scripture that says an angel ever came again to her. After all this went away, after Christmas went away, after the first Christmas went away, Mary was changing diapers like many of you do, right? Joseph had to return to be a carpenter measuring wood day in and day out in the mundane my fear for so many of us in, that follow Christ or that we, those who are you know, looking at following Christ, maybe you're, you're thinking about that, maybe you walked away. I think too many of us forget that our transformation happens in the mundane. It, it doesn't happen in these big experiences of life. And I think sometimes we, we get discouraged, we get upset because we're not having these keystone experiences all throughout our life. We're not having these goosebump experiences all throughout our life. And that is not what the Lord has intended for us. See, the reason the angels showed up to the shepherds weren't to make them uh, have a good worship service. It wasn't that they played their song. They sang, you know, the, the, the song they wanted to sing. The reason the shepherds showed up was to get them to share the message, to bring that message, to confirm to Joseph and Mary. And so many times what we want to do is hang out in the fields with the angels. We want to have these experiences our whole life. We want our marriages to be just awesome every day. We're always having these awesome experiences. That's not what life is. Life is the January and Februarys of the world, right? Life is returning to your flocks. Matter of fact, 
One of my favorite stories in scripture is when Jesus took Pete, Jimmy, and Johnny up to the top of the mountain. And so he carries them to the top of the mountain, and he gets up there. And when he gets up there, Moses and Elijah show up, and they're talking to Jesus. Jesus is transfigured, the Mount of Transfiguration. And then what does Peter say? We should stay here forever. Let's build some houses up here, and let's just live here. And you know what Jesus said? Immediately when Peter said that, it all went away. Because there were people down in the valley who needed the message. There were people who needed the healing of Jesus that were on top of the mountain. Jesus' point was we're never meant to live on top of a mountain. We're meant to share the message down in the valley. And so many of us are discouraged because we're not having mountaintop experiences every single day. But my son recently, when we went to Disney, he asked the question. He said, hey, I like this little cabin we're in. Can we live here? Because why? Disney's magical. It's that experience. And I'm like, son, we're not meant to live at Disney. Like we can't, do you understand? We can't live here. We will run out of money and starve to death in the magic kingdom. And so that's something inside of us that we long for that. But that can be very detrimental. And here's why. Because we're meant to be transformed. And it's not by experiences that we're transformed. I grew up, you know, and when I say grew up, I got saved in, a, in what they call a Pentecostal church where every week it was like they wanted to have a home run service where they worshiped for three hours and people were just, you know, at the altars and crying. They wanted what they called the move of the spirit and all that. And, and I'm not saying some of it wasn't that, but here's the thing that I realized. People were looking for that magical experience every week. They wanted that experience every single time. And you have to realize something, that's not how it works. And I, and I, I got saved in that. And here's, and here's what hurt me. When I planted my first church, I experienced extreme uh, depression and anxiety and burnout to the point that I didn't find joy in anything. I was overeating, overindulging, constantly angry and frustrated. And I wanted to have those mountaintop experiences to get me back. And the Lord never gave that to me. Here's what I learned. I learned how to be transformed when the angels weren't around singing. I learned how to, to love Jesus and serve Jesus and be faithful to Jesus in the mundane of life. I learned to know God on a level that I never knew him when goosebumps were hitting me. And as long as we're always seeking those experiences, we'll never learn to know Jesus on a deeper level. It's in those times you come to know and learn Jesus. See, here's the thing. I want you to, to kind of take this and, and write this down and make this your, your thought for Christmas. We're not transformed in a day. We're transformed in a process that is day by day. And the goal of following Jesus is not to have a cool experience at church on a Sunday and not to leave and say worship was good and they sang my favorite song. That's not the goal. The goal is, is that Monday through Saturday, you're allowing the Spirit of God to transform you as you're seeking Jesus, as you're reading scriptures, as you're going after Him. See, here's the key. You have to understand this. An event can help you sometimes, but an event can't transform you forever. I saw many people who had events at church growing up, like getting saved. A lot of people who aren't following Jesus at all anymore. And I've watched people who have day by day by day with their struggles, their addictions, their issues. They refused to give up. They leaned into Jesus and they're being transformed. Mm -hmm. The goal of the gospel is to trans 
transform us. Seeing that happens day by day. Jesus even said this in Luke 9, 23. To his followers, he said this, if any of you wants to be my follower, so if you want to be a follower of Jesus, here's what he suggests. You must give up your own way. Watch this. Take up your cross daily and follow me. There's a point in time when, when all the magic fades away. In your marriages, Valentine's Day is followed by February 15th. And it's followed by March 20th. And it's followed by July 5th when they're just normal days. Great marriages aren't made on Valentine's Day. Matter of fact, if that's your big moment, you're in trouble. <laughs> Same thing with your spiritual walk with Christ. It's not made at a big event. It's not made at some, you're looking for some quote unquote breakthrough. Now, may that happen for you? That could happen for you. But here's what I've seen. People who are always looking for a magical event often find themselves broken. They don't find breakthrough. Learn to follow Jesus daily. Learn to take a note from the shepherds and from Joseph and from Mary. All the magical stuff went away. And what we fail to mention is Mary had to see her son crucified. She had to have that experience as well. All of those are experiences that help us grow. On this Christmas Eve, don't just focus on the event, but focus on the process of your life that you, in this new year coming up, say, Jesus, I want to follow you day by day and be transformed by you. I want you to change me from the inside out. And if you commit to that this year, you will see God do amazing things. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the birth of Christ. We thank you for the event. We thank you for all the events we see, but God, we thank you that you're with us during the process and that a mature follower of Jesus is not made in a day and not made by an event, but Lord, we're made by following you daily with the crucible of the cross. Help us in this new year coming up, Lord, in the Januaries and the Februaries of life when there's no lights, there's no event coming up, that we could be leaned into you in the mundane. Holy Spirit, give us courage to do that. And help us to grow and to see our lives transformed by your spirit, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.